Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey now, and welcome into another edition of the season finale of Tiger Tailgating. The Tiger Tailgating Show, Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show in front of the Athletic Administration Building on North Stadium Drive on the campus of LSU, getting you set for the Tigers and Aggies at 6 p.m. right here on WWL. To my left, Herb Tyler, former LSU quarterback. Herb, how was your Thanksgiving, man? Oh, man, wonderful, wonderful. It's sad that you had to say that this is the finale of the season. It seemed like only yesterday where we were just getting ready for the first game, and here we are, right? Yeah, but there's but, more to come. There's more to come for LSU. We're 11-0, baby. That's what I know. <laughs> Looking to finish 12-0, and and let's be clear. They've circled this game from the moment they lost last year to Texas A&M. And the way they lost to, to, to the Aggies in seven overtimes, a wild, wild game that ended in uh, College Station. And they've wanted yeah. the Aggies yeah. here for quite some time, for really 370 days, I want to say. It's been since the last time those two teams played. And they've circled that game. They've had it circled for 370 days. Yeah, that was a wild game. It was a game where, you know, a couple times, LSU won that game probably three times. Uh, the referees took it away from him three times. Um, at the end of the day, though, you know, the final score was 74-72, Texas A&M. One of the things that stood out to me was it was a predecessor to what we see now in LSU's offense. You know, even though it took us, what, three or four overtime to score 72 points, at the end of the day, we scored a lot of points at the end of, uh, during that game and the way we did it by passing the, the football. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, it was fun, uh, but, man, going back, I forgot about the officiating. I mean, how bad the officiating was. <laughs> yeah. Louisiana got a raw end of the deal on officiating in, in, in big games last year when you consider when that game the and Saints. then the Saints' no call. Mm-hmm. My goodness mm-hmm. gracious. The, the Saints' no call was obviously the most Of course, just the worst. most egregious. I mean, I don't even use It's like beyond that. You know what I'm saying? It's like how do you not even just throw a flag if you're confused about it, right? And talk about it. Let's discuss this. Don't get me started on NFL officiating. At the end of the day, that still goes on. I could talk for three hours. It still goes on right now. You you went through it last week, right, with the Saints again. Um, But at the end of the day, look, LSU came out um, um, on the losing end of that game last year. But this year, I think it'll be a different game. I think it won't take us three overtimes or or overtime number two to get to 50 points, if you will. I'm not one to beg, and I'm not begging, but if you're cooking it around on the tailgate, you want Herb and I to sample your tailgate, feel free to bring us some of your some of your goods, man. We we, we have really good palates, and go. and we'll, we'll be honest with you about how good it is. So bring it on over. If you're on campus, want to come on by and hang out, get an autograph, get a picture with Herb Tyler, former LSU quarterback. Phone lines are open at 504-260-1870. Text 870-870. Do you think LSU will finish the regular season unbeaten at 12-0, or could this Aggies team be – the tripwire. I don't think it's a tripwire. And if you look at the Aggies in particular, they're not built to go point for point with LSU, Herb. They're nope. just not. Nope. There's not too many teams in the country that are. And defensively, they they have a higher-ranked defense than LSU. They can stop some folks. They were competitive against Georgia, competitive in their loss to Clemson. They played three top-five teams this year. They lost to Alabama by three touchdowns or three scores. But they've been competitive in their games. Look, at the end of the day, they got Jimbo Fisher as the head coach, and he's one of the top five, ten coaches in the in the in the country. He's gonna he knows how to get those guys up and ready to play against you know formidable opponents, if you will. 
he knows he's coming into Death Valley. It's going to be a ruckus atmosphere. Um, if you don't, if you come in half stepping, if you come in not ready to play offensively, defensively, and special teams wise, you're going to get run completely out of the building, especially with this new look offense on on LSU's uh, uh, offense. But at the end of the day, I think that you know Texas A&M has the talent to to play well against anyone. It's just the fact that they have not gelled yet for whatever reason over the past couple of years with 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 Jimbo under you know as a head coach, and I think it's because you know he doesn't have all of his athletes that he is bringing in. But it's coming soon. So right now, I don't think this game is a tripwire for LSU. I think it's a catapult. I think it's a game that we're going to use as, as motivation from last year that's going to catapult us into the SEC championship that's going to be ready to, to, to take on a really good Georgia team. LSU favored by 17, over and under 64 points. Yep. Texas A&M comes in averaging 159 yards a game on the ground. The LSU Tigers average 48 and, 48 and a half points per game. So that's why you can understand where the total is at 64, the over and under at 64. Right. But they, the Aggies get off the bus, and this is what they want to do. They want to run the football, control the clock, and keep Joe Burrow and that explosive offense off the field. So LSU's defense going to have to show up today and stop in the run. They will, and I think they will, personally. Um, I think, you know, you get a, a completely healthy Grant Delpit back this, uh, today. Um, I think that, you know, at the end of the day, LSU's defense was, was really embarrassed against Ole Miss, right, a couple weeks ago. And I think that they really have a – have a sour taste in their mouth about that. So I think they're ready to roll. I think they have um, a lot to play at stake here. They allowed 74 points last year in this same game, right? So let's see how many points we cannot allow. I think they're going to be at the point where they don't want to even allow one point this season. So I think I think those guys will be ready to roll. I think they'll be anxious to get out there. They'll fly around. They'll make some plays. They'll have some turnovers, and I think they'll be all over the place all defensively. Bear with me. Uh, I'm clear my throat. I apologize, but I'm dealing with a little bit of some sinus issues and things that's going around, obviously, yes. this time of year. Yep. We'll step away and come back. It's the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL. Welcome back to the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show in front of the Athletic Administration Building on North Stadium Drive. Phone lines are open at 504-260-1870. Text 870-870. We just saw Texas A&M and... Either their alumni or uh, some supporters roll through the bus, roll through right through uh, North Stadium Drive here. Yeah. Tiger bait. They, they, they made a, a wrong turn. They, they, don't, they normally don't come this way. They normally go around the backside or the, I guess they'll be. Well, that should be alumni. The east side. Yeah, but they normally still come around the, the east side and then come, oh. you know, they don't come this way. Oh, well. 35 to 16, Ohio State is we throttling started, Michigan. We should have started rocking the bus, man. Right? We should. <laughs> Me, I'm on one side, you're on the other side, Casey on one side. There you go. Put Dominic on there as well. Put Dominic in the middle. Number one, Ohio State, 35. Number 13, Michigan, 16 in the third quarter. Yeah. Number one, I have some contention with this whole number one, number two thing in the College Football Selection Committee because I think what they're doing is they're getting in front of – they're showing their true colors. They're getting in front of a narrative that they want a conference champion at number four should that happen. And I think that ultimately that shouldn't blur the lines. If you look at – look. I get Ohio State, and I think Ohio State's a fantastic football team. Is their defense perhaps better than LSU's? Maybe. But they haven't played the schedule that LSU has played. They just haven't. No. And, no. and if that's the true measuring stick, then why should they slide to number two? Why? And I know I'm arguing a moot point because they're still in the top four, right. and that's where you ultimately want to be. But I think that, that it's the process that's slimy from the College Football Selection Committee and, what, and the criteria that they're using, which I think is contradictory. And it, I think it's hypocritical at times. Well, at the end of the day, I think that they, they, they've been wooed by everybody else in the, in the media about Ohio State being the greatest team out there, right? 
And then a couple games that LSU's played, it was a lackluster defensive performance, if you will. But at the end of the day, if your resume states that you have four top 10 wins and the other team has, what, four top 25 wins, which one of them I think is not even, I don't think they have one top 10 win. At, at the end of the day, LSU has proven the track record. Um, their schedule that they've played is much more difficult than anybody else in, in, in the top four, period. So they should be number one. I, I'm with you on it, though. I think that the, I think that they have an, an, another agenda, which which I, which goes back to what I always said. We need to at least have eight teams in the playoffs. If you want to have a champion uh, uh, represent, you know, a, 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 a particular division, uh, or conference champion representing that conference, you need to go ahead and expand it to eight teams. You can't get it with four teams. You won't get it because the SEC has at least every year three top five teams. Every year we're going to have at least three and maybe four when Florida plays. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, I think that 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 the committee is has been swayed one way by the national media on this Ohio State tip. I think Ohio State is a good team. But at the end of the day, I think Ohio State ha- has not really played someone that's going to have to make them play from behind at some point. Not to mention, I mean, they've got four top 25 wins. Four top 25. None in the top 10. None. No, none in the top 10, but just all 25. But, I mean, you're – okay, so you're throttling teams like Florida Atlantic. You should. Cincinnati doesn't have a defense that is one of those you consider, man, yeah. that's a tough defense. But they're overmatched. They overmatched Cincinnati. Indiana great. doesn't have I – mean, Nope. Miami of Ohio, uh, Nebraska, nope. Michigan State, Northwestern, Wisconsin was a good win for them. Wisconsin's got a good defense, thirty-eight to seven. They beat Wisconsin. Maryland, they put up seventy-three against Maryland. All right, that defense is garbage as well. Rutgers, give me a break. I'm Come on, just the Penn State. I'll give them the respect there. I'll give I'll give them Penn State. And I'll Michigan give them, as well. And I'll give Michigan's them okay. I think yeah. And look, Michigan, we we know we know what Michigan is. Jim Harbaugh hasn't really taken hold there. And Ann Arbor, and look, he hasn't beaten Ohio State since he's been there. But to tell me that and he won't beat him that there that Ohio State's defense is definitively better than LSU's. I just point to the schedule. Nebraska doesn't have a defense. Indiana doesn't have a defense. Miami of Ohio doesn't have a defense. Yeah, okay, great. You hung seventy six on Miami of Ohio. You should hang seventy six on Miami of Ohio. You hung seventy three on Maryland. LSU would hang seventy three on Maryland as well. I, you know, I, I don't, I don't blame them for the schedule, right? When I say them, I mean the head coach and the kids, <laughs> the people that are actually out there performing and doing their job. You know, obviously there's someone that's in the athletic department that's actually scheduling these games that are out-of-conference games that really doesn't matter. But at the end of the day, their conference is not a conference like the SEC or even like, in, in my opinion, even like in the Pac-12 where in Pac-12 these kids beat each other up and knock each other out of the the top four every year. Like it's not it's not fair for them. Um, so at the end of the day, I, look I, at the end of the day when 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 we get into the playoffs, we'll see just how good Ohio State really is. Phone lines are open at five zero four two six zero one eight seventy. Text eight seventy eight seventy. You tell us. Uh, do you have a problem with LSU slipping from number one to number two in the college football selection committee latest top twenty five? They were at number one, now at number two, and the reason given was that Ohio State's defense is better. Uh-uh. I'm not buying it. I think that this is a slimy way for the selection committee to prepare for uh, try to get a, a, a one-loss conference champion at number four, thus therefore trying to keep what they don't want 
They don't want two SEC teams in the Final Four. They just don't. They had it in Georgia, and they had it in Alabama the, the a few years, years ago. and I think it was a couple years ago. And they, they hated it. They tried their, their, their darndest to not make it happen. And I'm, and I'm okay with that with, with, with a 14 lead, right? A 14 playoff. Well, it, it has to be eight. If you got eight, then you, you're going to have at least three teams from the SEC in it. So at, at the end of the day, be smart enough to, to not it's, – it's a power five conference and you only have, you know, four actual teams that can make it. So someone's going to get left out. At the end of the day, we need to figure – they need to do a better job and figure it out. But well, Ohio State is not the number one ranked team in the country. They're number two. Well, here's the deal. Don't talk about how transparent you are in your selection process. They're not. When you're not, right. You know, you're clearly <laughs> making a statement trying to get ahead of a narrative, which is having a conference, a one loss or a conference champion at number four. That's what they're, that's what they're trying to campaign or champion. That's what they're, they're ultimately positioning and jockeying for. And it's not even only just that. At the end of the day, they're a show. You know, it's a one- or two-hour show long on yeah. a Tuesday night. They want ratings. They want people to come back next week. They want people to talk about it all week. Which we're doing. You know what I'm saying? So that's it's, – it's, it's all about that, and I understand that. But at the end of the day, on the, on the football field, they need to put the best four out there, period. I think they have the best four. I think they have it right in terms of who's in the top four. I, I don't know, man. I think that – I really think that – I think that Utah could really, really play with some of these big boys. And I think Utah is a big boy. If you look at – what they've done throughout the year defensively, they're top. They're in top, I think, five or top ten defensively and offensively in the whole country. So I think this is a team that could really, really make a statement in the, in the Final Four. They they may be able to beat a Clemson or 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 even Ohio State or someone like that. I really truly believe that. I get it uh, with with Utah. I mean, Northern Illinois, B BYU. BYU isn't relevant these days. Mm-hmm. USC at was at twenty five. Come on, USC. Still is is the USC that's trying to rebuild their program. They beat Oregon State, uh, Washington State, Arizona State. Mm-hmm. Shut out Cal. Beat Washington. Beat look, UCLA. Look at Arizona State. They beat Arizona State twenty-one to three. And Arizona State just knocked off. Who was that? They just knocked off last week. Uh, I can't remember. Oh man, I can't remember. Nonetheless, if you look at their resume again, Oregon. Oregon. Yeah. Right. And Oregon is supposed to be a top eight team. Assist to Dominic over here. Thanks, Dominic. Yeah, he's a, he's the brains of the bunch. Um, again, I point to the resume. Where's the resume for Utah? I, I'm not going to say that the resume is is better than Ohio State. Well, well, actually, I will say. Is it that. better than Georgia's? Is it be, is it better than Clemson's? It's, it's not no. better than Georgia. It's definitely not better than Clemson. I'm not no. saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm talking about. A, I'm talking about a Georgia, a Alabama, a Utah. And before last week, or Oregon, those were the guys that were vying for that fourth spot. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the top three. The top three is set. I think you got to give it to Clemson. You got to give it to Ohio State and LSU. There's no, there's no if ands or buts about it. LSU one, Ohio State two, Clemson number three. Only because Clemson actually doesn't have a resume either. They just have an undefeated season. So that's the only reason why they're at number three, which in my opinion is the same as Ohio State. If you're gonna say Clemson is not playing anybody. And the defense is really good, and they're blowing people out. And they had two questionable wins, one against North Carolina, and I can't remember the other one. But at the end of the day, you made them number three, and they're the defending champions. They're undefeated. Ohio State should be at number two. Look, I know we're talking about amateur athletics here, but for for you to truly get this right, and the College Football Selection Committee has, has tried yep. uh, since its inception, but there's been some debate about it in the yep. top four. Should they expand it to six to eight? The, the truth of the matter is, is that 
you almost have to take the NFL approach where you're going to have to break into divisions and conferences to get a true to get a true champion out there, or a true I, ranking, I a agree. true playoff. I agree. I agree. I mean, that's that's the way where you get it because it doesn't matter what someone else thinks about you. You have to you have to prove it on the field at that point. It doesn't matter where they rank you. Yeah. Who cares about all of that? At the end of the day, you got to prove it on the field. Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick, Mike Dettelier, NFL and college football analyst, is up next here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL. On the campus of Louisiana State University, it is the regular season finale here in Death Valley. LSU taking on Texas A&M at 6 o'clock right here on WWL. We are in front of the Athletic Administration building on North Stadium Drive. It's the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show with Herb Tyler, former LSU quarterback, and myself, Christian Garrick. We welcome in now NFL and college football analyst Mike Dettelier. His insights in today's game is brought to you by Thibodeau Regional Medical Center, keeping you safe in the game. Mike, we were talking, we'll get to the matchup, but Herb and I were talking about the latest from the college football selection committee. Uh, Ohio State number one, LSU at number two. The Buckeyes leapfrogged LSU last week in their latest rankings. And the argument is that I hear, is Ohio State looks like the more complete team. But I would argue, well, it's easier to look more complete when you're playing the likes of Indiana, um, I mean, and um, Cincinnati, Miami of Ohio, Florida Atlantic, I mean, and even in your conference, uh, Michigan State wasn't ranked. Yeah, you're playing Michigan today. You're throttling them. And Penn State, who I think was a, a tad overrated. Do you agree? Yeah, listen, um, and I talked to Coach Joe about this last week. And like he told me, Mike, I don't give a damn where we rated out. I care at the end of the season where we rated. Um, now, it does have something to do with seeding now. Because if you get in that top four, you you would want to be in that number one spot. But, you know, listen, they change criteria each week. Yeah. First of all, it's strength of schedule. Then it's the more to complete team. You know what this is? This is a P&Shell game being done uh, by ESPN and the people that run this committee. They want you to watch every Tuesday. They keep you in suspense. And they throw you a little bit of a monkey wrench in it every once in a while. It keeps you watching. Come on. It's debate. That's what they love. If it would just be LSU and that deal, you're not getting a lot. You might have a little debate in Columbus or in the Midwest. But basically, people, yeah, I get it. LSU's the better team. But now what it's done is it's got you talking everywhere. I can't tell you how many shows I've done, uh, you know, from all over the country. But, you know, what's the feeling at, you know, in Louisiana about LSU dropping the second? You know what it is? It's the, it's the great manipulation that they do each and every week to get you to watch that program. It really doesn't mean much. But, again, it gets you watching and it gets you talking. College football does that as well as anybody. They, they, get, they, they know how to throw the bait out for you to bite on it. NFL and college football analyst Mike Dettelier here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. Let's get to the matchup, LSU and Texas A&M. The Tigers have had this one circled for 370 days, Mike. Mike? Did we lose Mike? Yes. Go ahead. Yeah, LSU's had this game circled for 370 days. (laughs) Yeah, at least. Um, I'll put it to you this way. You knew it right off the bat. Uh, They had been talking about this for quite some time. And, you know, I'm lucky enough to do a couple of the Tiger tours. And and talking to the coaches, they brought it up. Just how frustrating 
It was this should have ended in regulation last year. It didn't. Mm-hmm. You you did take advantage of some opportunities there. You had some crazy calls, and then what happened afterwards? That you know you got yep. <laughs> um, you know a relative of Jimbo who's on the staff some kind of way. Him and Kevin Falk get into a fight. Uh, Steve Crackthorp, you know, who's had many health issues, and he's got a pacemaker. He was punched in the chest after the game. But the best one was Damian Craig, a former LSU assistant coach, runs across the field shaking his fist, screaming and hollering at LSU players and coaches. I do know one thing. The 57-year-old Ed Ogeron showed great restraint that night. The 27-year-old one, they'd have been picking Damian Craig's teeth off that grass with a dustpan and a whisk broom. Uh, so that has stirred the fires pretty good between these two clubs. It's not about the coaches. Uh, I, I know how Ed feels about Jimbo. He likes him a lot. Jimbo likes Ed a lot. But it's about what happened during the game and afterwards that has really got this going. LSU felt they should have won that game in regulation, didn't get it done, and everybody has pointed toward this game. It's not Alabama, but it's the clear-cut number two that they have all wanted. And LSU was embarrassed in that game defensively Mm -hmm. by Trevion Williams. When you look at what he did against them, he rushed for over two. He rushed for 204 yards against LSU last year. The crazy stat for this year is Travion rushed for 1,760 yards. This year, A and M's rushed for 1,749. One dude rushed for more yardage. That's unbelievable of what he put up, and he gashed them last year. They're a different team because they don't run the football as well, but they got three what I call NFL receivers. And and Kellen Mond's a big-time player. Uh, He's the guy that's going to play in the NFL one day too. But those receivers are going to give LSU uh, some issues, and so will the freshman tight end. And and Jalen Widenmeyer, who's a really good player. He's got some big moccasins to fill. Uh, Jake Sternberger was a really good player for them last year, and Jalen's come in as a freshman done a great job but yeah they've had this um this date uh circled pretty good put it to you this way they won't come in uh not being emotionally and mentally ready to play uh, they they're they're sucked up about this game mike i, I say this kind of tongue-in-cheek but if if, L, if lsu can hang 70 on on a&m i, I would imagine coach O isn't going to be in the mood for any mercy well, I don't know about that, Christian, but all I know is this. If you get a chance to hit the accelerator or the brake late in this game, he's hitting the accelerator. Mike. I mean, there ain't going to be no tap the brakes uh, against this team. Uh, it's going to be he hits the accelerator. He knows this football team feels that they let one get away, and that's not going to happen again. And so, yeah, I think that whatever they can lay on them, they will. If it's 70, 60, 50, uh, you can bet they're going to put as many points as they can possibly do out on that clock. Mike, their defense, the A&M defense, how do they match up with LSU's offense? Well, they're not as good. Last year, I thought Elko did a great job uh, stopping the run. Uh, his, his defense was known for that. They did a fantastic job. Uh, this year, not, not as well. They, they're a team that has not gotten a good pass rush all season long. Well, we talk about LSU's pass rush. 
LSU got 24 quarterback sacks this year. A&M's got 23 in 11 games. Uh, that's not much. Uh, so uh, they got one big-time player up front. Uh, he's a redshirt junior, number 52, uh, Justin Madubaku, uh, who's a really good football player. But they got a lot of young guys up front. I think LSU's going to try to gash them running the football and then go after a secondary that's got a lot of young players. They got one senior on defense. He's the starting nickelback. That's Charles Oliver. That's it. Everybody else is underclassmen. So they, they're they different from a year ago when they were really good stopping the run and they were vulnerable in the past. This year, they've kind of given up a little bit on both sides, but they do have one difference maker. And I think he's the best punter in college football, and that's Braden Mann. Last year, he averaged 51 yards a punt. This year, he's averaging 47.3 yards a punt. But here's the crazy thing. He's punted 46 times. 24 of those punts have went for 50 yards or more. And 20 of them have went inside the 20. Here's the best thing. He's not on the Ray Guy list. Mike, when you look at the point spread at 17, LSU's favored by 17, you feel like they cover? Yep, I sure do. I think they cover. I, I do think A&M is going to put some points on the board. Uh, the one thing they can do is, man, the pitch and catch game is there for them. And um, LSU has really not been able to get a really good pass rush all season long. But, uh, man, I have watched A&M secondary. And, man, they've been very erratic coverage. And they have not played. Well, they played Trevor Lawrence early in the season when, when Trevor was mere mortal. He ain't mere mortal no more, and now they're playing a dude that's uh, at the top of his game in Joe Burrow. I think they cover that 17. NFL and college football analyst Mike Detillier, his insights in today's game, brought to you by Thibodeau Regional Medical Center, keeping you safe in the game. Mike, go enjoy the game. Thanks for the time, man. Thanks a lot, guys. That's some pull for the Colonels, too, man. You got, you got to win Middle that State. first round of the playoffs today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Coach Rebo's doing a heck of a job down there, man. I'm just I'm – He sure is. Yes, he I'm is. I'm pumped for him. Mike, thanks, man. Thanks a lot, guys. Y'all take care. Yep. All right, Mike. We will. 42-19, to 19, number one, Ohio State on top of Michigan right now into the third quarter. So they're going to run away with that one. Mm-hmm. I would imagine they're going to remain number one in the College Football Selection Committee next uh, poll on Tuesday. Number four, Georgia throttling Georgia Tech 38-7. to seven. Kentucky 38-13 over Louisville. And it is Louisville. Okay, it's not Louisville. It's not Louisville. 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 I can't say that. Number three, Clemson, 38, South Carolina, three. Indiana on top of Purdue right now, 28-17 to 17 in the fourth quarter. And uh, let's see, Syracuse on top of Wake Forest, 17-13. to 13. Big rivalry week in the final regular season finale of college football. Christian Garrick, Herb Tyler here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show on WWL. Very, very windy day on LSU's campus with the cold front coming in, and I don't know if that's Herb playing the piano. What are you doing there? Yes, I'm playing a Christmas carol on my piano. How was your fishing trip? I didn't go this week. Didn't go to Rouse's? No, I got to go this week. I got to go, <laughs> gotta go tomorrow. <laughs> okay, just wondering. I got a, I got a half a pound of uh, catfish calling my name. I know just what kind of bait they use, too. It's called a debit card. <laughs> a good one, Nick. That's the plastic, right? Exactly. Okay, you catch. You would be catching on plastic. There Nick, you go. There you on go. a cell phone on line one. Go ahead, Nick. You're on WWL. Hey, Nick. 
All right, Nick's not there. As Herb continues to play the, the keyboard, the piano a little bit. Can you actually play the piano? <laughs> yes, of course. I, I can, doubt that. I Somehow. can play a selection anytime you'd like. I'm not talking about what's what's the ones, what's the. Uh, not this, no, not, not that. The, not the knuckles. What's the, the knuckles. Yeah. Yeah, I, I forget the name that. of that. What's the, the, the name of that? Song. The knuckles, Chopsticks. 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 No, 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 no. I don't know how to play that. I only play classical. Classical. Somehow I feel like that Beethoven. is a yarn that you are spinning so so well that it might I, be believable if I, I was not in I actually have fans, okay? And, um, you know, they pay certain amounts of money to attend shows. I'll humor you. Where and where do these shows um They occur in my living room. In your living room? Okay. And, and people people show up for it? They sure do. They're forced to, okay? When's the, oh, so this is family. Yes. Okay, so it's not they, they don't, they, so you make your family pay? It depends on what you call paying, okay? If they pay by claps and applause, I'll take it. Okay. The pianist yes. Herb Tyler. They do. Phone lines are open at five. And it's only one person in the family that loves Two, it. Uh, Everybody else. Your wife? Hates it. No, no, she hates it. Oh, uh, who? Who? Because I see my my grandmother. Your grandma? Oh. Yeah, she, she well, can, your grandmother's gonna love anything you you do. I mean, that, that's grandmother's. I mean, she wears. You could burp and show, and she would like it. She wears hearing aids. Okay. Ah, oh, there's a reason why she likes it. <laughs> we'll get back on track. I promise. Phone lines are open yeah, at five zero four. I'm sorry. Two six zero one eight seventy. Text eight seventy eight seventy. This LSU uh, defense is in for in for a fight tonight. I just think they are with Kellen Mond and that receiving core, that receiving group. They want to run the football, but they're gonna they're gonna take their shots on a secondary that at times has been a little vulnerable. No, you're right. You're right. The one thing about Kellen Mond, though, at the end of the day, he is one of the better quarterbacks in the league. I, I'll say this in the SEC. Um, you know, Jimbo Fisher does a good job with 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 grooming quarterbacks, and he's done a great job with them. He's not as consistent as you like. But that goes to show you that's the whole team, though, is not consistent. So, um, like, like Mike said, Texas A&M has some really good perimeter players, um, especially that little young tight end. I like him a lot. I think he's pretty good. He's fast. He can catch the ball, and he can run routes really well. Really well. So, um, it's, it's, it's going to take a t- total team effort for us defensively to stop them um, in their passing game because that's what they focus on. That's what their focal point is on their offense is their passing game. And that's one of the things that Jimbo Fisher – does very very well, which you know he's 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 a, in my opinion one of the best um, um, quarterback uh, developers of quarterbacks there is um, in college football today. Phone lines are open at five zero four two six zero one eight seventy. Text eight seventy eight Selly eight seventy. Do you take umbrage with LSU falling from number one to number two in the latest college football selection committee poll? Where do you see it? As, as somebody that's subjective, look, we might have some Ohio State fans out there in the audience. I'm sure we do. There's the Mid City Yacht Club is. All Ohio State uh, alumni. Yep. You probably watched a lot more of them than, than Herb and I have. You tell us why you think Ohio State should be ranked number one ahead of LSU. And LSU fans, if you've seen Ohio State, you've certainly seen your Tigers, you tell us how much or why LSU should be ranked ahead of Ohio State. For me and Herb, it breaks down to simply the strength of schedule, the yep. resume. Yep. And Mike Dettelier was right. They changed the criteria almost week to week to fit the narrative because they know they're putting on a theatrical performance. That's, just, that's it. They just want people to talk about it throughout the week so that they can they can show up again on Tuesday and everybody, to, you know, have, make the ratings go up when the people are watching the show. And it's, it is what it is. It's, it's a television show, and that's exactly what they're looking forward to. Um, I think at the end of the day, um, you know, Casey and I were talking about this earlier, is that LSU, I think LSU and Ohio State's defense are similar. I think they're the same right now. 
However, if LSU had all its parts and pieces, such as, you know, a, a Michael Divinity there playing a um, couple of defensive tackles that are not hurt or injured at whatever point in time, I think LSU is a better defense, at, you know, in my opinion, because we play against better opponents. We play against, uh, you know, better quarterbacks, better receivers, better running backs on a week-in and week-out basis, where I just don't think Ohio State does that. Now, that does not mean that Ohio State can't get in the playoffs and play well and compete against everybody that's in the playoffs. I just think that the LSU is just a better team defensively. Coming up next hour, you'll hear from LSU coach Ed Ogeron. He sat down with Amos Morale the third earlier in the week ahead of tonight's matchup between LSU, number two LSU, and Texas A&M, who was in the top 25 at one point this season and found their way out of it. They come in at 7-4. and four. They're 17-point underdogs here in Death Valley. The Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show continues here on the home of the Tigers, WWL. If you want to jump in the conversation, 504-260-1870, text 870-870. Herbert Christian here. Two more hours to go till 4 o'clock. We'll hand things off to the LSU Sports Radio Network. This is the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show on WWL. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 